Hello everyone, welcome back to the Your Mind Matters podcast. I'm your host, Natalie, and it feels so weird to be sitting down to record this episode, not only because it has been quite a few months since we last spoke, but also because I'm in my brand new office. And if you haven't been keeping up with me on social media, the first few months of the year, then I will catch you up to speed here in a minute, but I just wanted to say hello, reintroduce myself for any new listeners out there and say thank you to all of you who have listened in the past and have been messaging me and waiting around for another episode. I've been going through a lot of big life changes recently and I've also just felt very discouraged with this, not because I think I'm doing a bad job, because I just have a lot of self-doubt and... That's something that I'm working on and we'll chat about it. But I want you to know that I appreciate you all for sticking around and for clicking on this episode and letting me chat with you for the next 30 or so minutes. So like I mentioned, I'm in a brand new office and I kind of want to give you the story that has led me to be here in my old apartment. Not the exact apartment, but the same apartment complex. I'm actually very happy to be back. My life has been absolute chaos and really, really challenging the first few months of the year. And we're finally getting settled again. We have a place to live. We are, and I finally feel like I'm getting back into a good headspace, which is why I was feeling up to recording this episode and I want to get back to podcasting because I do truly miss it. So a quick little recap, Tristan and I are both from Ohio and we are currently living in Colorado. So for the holidays, we go home to visit both of our families. And because we have a dog who's too big to be flying on a plane, we drive, which it's like an 18 hour drive. Right before Christmas, we packed up the car and we drove to Cleveland, Ohio to see our families and we stayed there through the new year and returned to Colorado on January 3rd. We are still renting, but we were living in a house at the time. So we returned to a garage that smelled like rotten oatmeal. We opened the door to find everything in the house from our furniture to the walls, the ceilings, the appliances, everything was soaked to the bone and it smelled like that old gym bag that you left in your car that has wet socks and an empty shaker bottle with residual protein powder in it it just smelled like the most nasty musty moldy smell you've ever smelt in your life and after further inspection we kind of concluded that a pipe froze and burst while we were out of town because it was so, so cold. When it thawed out and burst, it flooded our entire house, um, all three floors, upstairs, kitchen, living room area, and the basement. And then after a few more days, we chatted with some of our neighbors who told us that there was literally water flooding out of our garage a few days after Christmas and they had to call the fire department to turn the water off. And we had no idea about it because I don't have any of their like personal contact information. So the house had been sitting like that for like 10 days and it was just so disgusting. We ended up having to throw all of our furniture out. We obviously couldn't stay in the house. We had to get an Airbnb and what we thought was going to be maybe a couple weeks in an Airbnb turned out to be two months. So all of that happened on January 3rd and after that I'm not going to get into like all the details but essentially we informed our property management and then they ghosted us for an entire month. We didn't hear from them until like a week or two into February. 
when we did hear from them, they basically said they weren't going to fix it until we did break our lease. So we ended up breaking our lease and we lived in Airbnbs for two months until Tristan and I finally said, enough is enough. I don't know if I want the commitment of living in a house again. This whole situation has kind of traumatized me and it's really down to the property management's negligence. Again, I'm not gonna go into the whole story, but they have just made this a living nightmare for us. Our renter's insurance has been super helpful. We had to throw all of our furniture away, like our mattresses, our couch, which I'm so sad about because I loved that couch. Thankfully, my computer was okay, but most of the furniture that could hold moisture in the house had to be thrown out because it was growing mold and there was mold growing all over the house. So I'm kind of getting a little scatterbrained here, but essentially we were living in an Airbnb for, or multiple Airbnbs for, to be exact, for two months. And towards the end of February, Tristan and I were kind of like, you know, enough is enough. We were looking at other places to rent, other homes to rent in the area, but couldn't find one that we really loved. And we decided that we were going to move back into our apartments, um, the ones that we were living in when we first moved to Colorado and took about three or four days to apply, get approved and start moving in. And we've now been in here for a week and a couple days and it's been so fabulous. I actually feel so much more myself. I've been really struggling with self-confidence and just believing in myself and having some sort of direction in what I wanna do in life because I've also gone through some other big changes that we'll get to here in a second, but it's just been really hard for me like the last nine months to feel connected with myself and I've been pretty depressed. My anxiety is pretty mild, but my depression has really ramped up and also dealing with a lot of health things with my hormonal health and all of that, which I'm going to give an update in the next episode. I'm going to do a birth control update or coming off birth control because it's been over a year now, which is really exciting. I've just had a lot of self-doubt. Like even right now I'm recording this podcast and I feel like I'm making no sense and I keep pausing and thinking to myself, should I just stop this and maybe try again tomorrow or maybe this doesn't even need to be said or, you know, I'm not being as eloquent as I wanted to and I feel kind of scattered in my mind right now even though I literally wrote an outline for this episode and you know what, I'm going to keep recording and I'm going to give this a shot because I want to get this done and I want to prove to myself that I can do it and I don't need to let all of those doubtful thoughts take over and win every single time I have them. It's something that I've really, really been dealing with and trying to come to terms with and find a healthier, more positive and mindful way to relate to those thoughts because they can be debilitating. Like most days I feel like I get a really good creative idea and then two seconds later I'm talking myself out and I'm shutting myself down, telling myself, oh, it's not gonna turn out how you want. It's not worth your time or it's not creative enough or whatever, fill in the blank. I've just been very doubtful of myself recently and it's really starting to get to me. So the housing situation was just kind of the icing on the cake and I will say being back in this apartment slowly but slowly but surely we've gotten everything unpacked in the last week I'm standing in my office like I said and I really like how it's turned out we finally got a little bit of furniture we've reordered a lot of the furniture that we had to get rid of but we were basically starting from scratch with a clean slate which is scary and stressful and frustrating but at the same time it's given me a lot of renewed energy and the 
perspective that I can start again, that my life is not over. And despite all of the personal things I've been going through on top of this housing situation, that, you know, it's not the end of the world and I will live to see a better, brighter day. And I think that is kind of what I want to talk about today because there's also been another big change in my life in the past month and that is that I have left Gymshark. I am no longer a Gymshark athlete and I did briefly talk about this on my Instagram the other day but there's only so much text I can put on a story so I figured we could dive into it a little bit here and how I'm feeling, why I made this decision and what I'm hoping will come from this big life change. So for those of you who don't know, I have been with Gymshark since 2019. I have absolutely loved working with them. They have given me the opportunity of a lifetime and I could not be more grateful for the entire team. I have met so many cool people. It is really crazy to me even now reflecting on the past few years that that was my reality and that this is something that I got to experience in my early 20s doing something that I was so passionate about representing a brand that had the coolest most creative and inspiring people behind it and it just really is a dream come true that I was able to align myself so closely with those people with the brand and the amount of connections that it brought me both both in my personal life and online. I am so grateful for every single one of you for listening to this episode, for following me online, for liking my posts, for shopping through my links. Like it really is a dream come true. And a lot of days I feel frustrated with myself and like I'm not doing enough to give back and to provide content and provide information and provide entertainment to you guys. And it just means the world to me that so many of you have stuck around through all of my ups and downs. And I hope to see your faces around my page and in my inbox moving forward. Just because I'm not with Gymshark anymore doesn't mean that I'm completely moving away from the health and fitness space, but I don't think it comes as a surprise to most people that I left because my content has changed so drastically. In the last year since getting off my birth control, that was kind of the catalyst for a lot of my body image issues. And I don't know about you guys, but when you're not, when I don't feel super confident in my appearance, the last thing I want to do is try to make myself look appealing enough to post online. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are like, oh, you can post anyway. I don't really care what you look like, blah, blah, blah. And I understand that. And I feel that way about so many other people. But when it's you personally, it's a really hard and big mental block to get over. And so I just kind of reverted to not posting, not sharing as much, not showing my face because I was insecure about how I was looking. Definitely not showing my body because the body dysmorphia has taken over my life and it's definitely getting better. But if you wanna hear me talk more about that, I do have an episode. I think it might've been the most recent episode I recorded or at least in the last few. So you could check that out. But I've just been having a really hard time sharing my appearance online and because of that I obviously have not been posting very much workout content or Gymshark content and while I do still love the brand it just no longer aligned with how I wanted to share my life online and even now as I'm starting to gain some of my confidence back I still don't feel like the brand really aligns with what I'm doing anymore Fitness has been such a huge part of my life ever since I was a kid. I played sports all growing up and I was very into being physically fit as were my parents and my sister. And, you know, as I 
entered into college and struggled a lot with relating to other people I just kind of turned inwards and spent a lot of time at the gym and if you followed me for any amount of time I'm sure you've heard this story before um, but the gym really did become my escape and a place for me to kind of have some therapy with myself and then I started sharing my journey online which led me to growing a following and eventually signing with Gymshark and like I said it is one of the most memorable experiences of my life. I think when I'm 80 years old, I will reflect on this time in my life and just look back on myself and be so proud because it was such a huge accomplishment for me and it still is. But I think that it's important to realize that even when you hit these huge milestones or you get your quote unquote dream job, it's okay if it's not your dream job forever. My dreams have changed. My life has changed. My day-to-day -day habits have changed. My relationship with fitness and health and wellness has changed. And that's okay. I think along this journey that I've been on in the last year of dealing with a lot of body image issues that I've never had before, seeing myself in a little bit of a bigger body, feeling very disconnected with myself, not recognizing who I am in the mirror or in photos, and just feeling very far away from the self that I used to be, I've realized that how harmful my own online and offline behavior surrounding health and fitness has been damaging to my own mental health in the long run. Um, and I don't know if that really makes a lot of sense, but I've really taken a big step back from social media in the last year because of it. Um, I think I'm just kind of hyper aware of how what I'm saying and doing is being perceived by others. And I don't ever want, like I look back on some of the times I was posting what I was eating or how much I was working out or, I don't know, just kind of like unrealistic standards and expectations because of course Instagram is a highlight reel and that's not my whole life, but I think it just kind of painted a very extreme picture of my health and fitness and how it related to my life. And the more that I posted it, the more it became my reality. And I was just very hyper fixated on what I looked like and being perceived as a fit, healthy, thin person. And seeing my body change and recognizing my habits changing too has been really scary and alarming. And I've realized how restrictive I used to be and how intense I was with my diet and exercise. And I just don't, like, I'm sure if I've noticed how extreme and restrictive it was, that it probably triggered someone somewhere along the line on the internet. And I know that that's not totally my responsibility, like how other people react to my content. However, it is my responsibility to be mindful about my content. And I think the older I get and the more I can reflect on my time on social media so far in my life, I can see how it probably wasn't the best example to be setting and so I've really tried to take a step back and I am having a hard time figuring out how I want to show up now but I know it's not in that way which is why I've taken such a big step back in my posting and being active online and I still love you guys I still love this job it is a dream but I really just needed to reevaluate my life and how I was living and how I was treating myself and my body and my mind and I think I have a much clearer picture on that now. I don't think I'm all the way there, but I think I'm 
you know, fully stepping into that new perspective and really trying to embody it every single day and not let those old restrictive habits fall in and definitely trying to not encourage any of those online. And I don't think that I necessarily realized that they were restrictive at the time. I mean, obviously I didn't, otherwise I wouldn't have been doing them as much as I was. However, I just wanna make sure that it doesn't come across that way now because I am trying to treat myself with more kindness, with more love, with less restriction, with less intensity, and just be a little bit softer with myself and my brain and my body and not beat myself up so much for not looking that way or eating that way or acting that way or thinking that way anymore. And that's the big, you know, personal transformation I've been going through in my life, both in my work life and just in my own mental health realm. And so I kind of wanted to explain myself, I guess, because I've taken, again, a huge step back from social media with little to no explanation. And it's not like I'm gone forever, but um, it's not something I've totally addressed. And so I thought this would be the perfect medium to do so. And so moving forward, I just want to promote and share a more well-rounded and for lack of better term balanced lifestyle because I still do go to the gym a few days a week I am really trying to eat healthier and be less focused on calories and macros and more focused on eating a lot of vegetables and fiber and whole foods and things that give me energy and not things that make me feel sluggish or just kind of icky foods that break my skin out just for the sake of macros or low calories. And even though I stopped counting macros a few years ago, it's still something I'm kind of battling with internally in my head almost every time I eat now. And that's what I mean. Like, I don't think macros are the worst thing in the world, but I just took them to such an extreme that it affects me. I stopped counting macros in 2019, end of 2019. It's 2023 now. It's been, you know, three years of like this turmoil in my head and like oh god I don't know I just grapple with the morality of that and like I hope I didn't do that to anyone else and oh, I just know how toxic fitness culture online was to my personal habits that I just don't want to contribute to that anymore and you know I look back on the person that I was with more knowledge than I had then and I don't think that I was doing something so 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 terribly wrong but I know better now and so I want to do better and not show up in that way anymore but sometimes it's hard to get online and talk about your life when it's happening to you when you're going through that change it's really hard to have perspective on what exactly is happening until it's over almost over or enough time has passed that you are able to kind of reflect on the experience that you're having and so yeah that's where I'm at now and I'm just taking this taking all these lessons and trying to apply them moving forward because we're in this new place I finally for the first time in the last two months I finally feel like I have the energy and just the intention to take care of myself. When we were living in the Airbnbs and dealing with our property management and our renter's insurance and trying to keep my parents posted and researching online all the different options we would have if we had to take legal action, all of those things, like I could barely take care of myself. Like I was doing the bare minimum. I was sleeping probably five to six hours at night Lucky if I washed my face once a day. Lucky if I had more than two meals. I was just living on caffeine and 
Unfortunately, I hate to admit it, but a lot of THC because it was just helping me self-soothe and kind of just numb myself out because I was experiencing so much anxiety at the time. I know it's not the healthiest coping mechanism in the world, but that's what I was doing and I don't necessarily regret it. I think it was necessary for the time being just so I could kind of calm my nerves and deal with the day today, try to take care of myself and take care of Winnie and figure out what we were going to be doing with our lives. But anyways, getting back to what I was saying, now that we're in this new place and we finally have some stability, I'm finally feeling like I even care to take care of myself. And it's been so good. I worked out twice this week, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's been really hard for me to be consistent. And not only have I worked out twice this week, I've gotten up at 5.15 in the morning to be at the gym by six for my workouts. Um, and that's not because I'm trying to be super extreme. It's just that Tristan has baseball practice after his school days now. Um, and when I say that, I feel like it sounds like my boyfriend is like seven. He is a teacher and he is also a baseball coach. So when I say school, I mean he's going to work. And when I say baseball practice, I don't mean he's going to baseball practice. But I just feel like I have to throw that in there because whenever I say that to other adults, it literally sounds like he is seven years old. Anyways... He no longer has time to meet me at the gym after a long day at two different jobs. So we've decided that we're going to go early in the morning. I still want to go with him. It gives me the motivation. We don't really work out together, but it's good to, you know, have a gym partner to at least go to the gym with and give you that accountability. And I am planning to go on Friday. I'm aiming for three workouts a week. I don't want to go too overboard, but I do want to maintain some consistency and build up my strength again. So... Another thing that has really changed in this last week for the better are my eating habits. I have cooked three meals for myself every single day for the last five days. And for me, that is a huge accomplishment because another big thing for me when I'm having a lot of anxiety is I have no appetite. And the only appetite I do have is for like more bland foods like but they also have to be like salty or crunchy or fried or whatever so my go-to is chick-fil-a i probably had chick-fil-a i don't even want to know but i would say upwards of 10 12 times in the last month and a half and it doesn't make me feel good i mean it tastes good yeah but after the third or fourth time you're just like okay i had the same meal three days ago and it doesn't give me good energy. It doesn't make me feel good about myself. And in the last couple of days, I've been really, really intentional with making sure that I'm eating things that make me feel good from the inside out. And so I've been cooking myself all my meals and I feel so good. I've been going to bed. I've been showering every single day. I've been washing my face twice a day. I've been walking Winnie every day. And I'm really just taking this clean slate, fresh start energy and running with it. And because I am in need of some structure and of some progress in my life. And I just want to be clear, I think it's okay and sometimes necessary to fall back on some of our quote-unquote good habits into our quote-unquote bad habits in times of extreme situations and chaos and trauma, whatever the word is you'd like to use there. I think it's okay to fall back and we don't have to be perfect 100% on our game when things like a housing crisis or a family situation or a relationship situation is going on. Like you don't have to be 100% perfect. And that's something that I was really trying to work on and be kind with myself about when I was feeling anxious. 
I would start beating myself up for other bad habits I was forming because of the anxiety and how I was trying to self-soothe and cope with it. And that really did make a big difference. I don't think I'm giving myself enough credit for, you know, earlier I was saying like I was struggling to take care of myself. That's true. But at the same time, I wasn't like also having negative self-talk about it. I was just trying to be more realistic with myself and say, okay, you know, all of these external factors are stressing you out. What are the basic things you can do for yourself today? And let's start there. And you know, we made it out the other side, things are looking up, and I just want to take this clean slate energy and move forward and just, you know, keep up that momentum. And I hope that if you find yourself in a really difficult situation in this moment that you're listening to this podcast, I just want you to know that you're going to make it out the other side and you are going to be a better person because of it. You are so strong for dealing with whatever it is you are going through right now. You will make it out. You will live to see a better, brighter day. I promise you. And if that's the only hope that you have in your life right now, I want you to take it and carry it with you through the rest of this day and into tomorrow and the rest of this week, because I believe in you and the people in your life who love you and care about you believe in you too. And they are there for you. And if you don't feel like you have those people, send me a message on Instagram. I will be there for you. And I love you and I'm proud of you and you can do this. And these are all things that I was trying to say to myself on a daily basis and they really helped carry me through. So I hope you know that I mean it. And I encourage you to say these things to yourself as well, whether it's just in your head or out loud to yourself. I love you. I'm proud of you. I care about you and I believe in you. And you are capable of handling the hardest, most challenging moments in your life, even if it feels like you can't right then and there. I promise you that you can. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I don't have too much else to say and I don't want to ramble on forever. I guess this was just kind of a life update and giving you kind of a peek inside what's going on in my head these days. I'm going to try to get my birth control update episode out by the end of this week, early next week. But if you guys have any specific questions you want me to cover about being off my hormonal birth control for a year, please shoot me a DM. I did just put a box up on Instagram the other day and got a lot of feedback there about what you want to hear in that episode. So I'll be definitely looking through that before I write an outline for the episode. But thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you being here with me. I hope that you're having a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. And again, if you're going through something hard, you can do it. I believe in you. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day, evening, morning, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for tuning in and spending this time with me. I so deeply appreciate you and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!